This is the show for those who want to live strong in business, life, and family. Welcome to the Warrior Her Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Wincon Investment Properties, a female-owned real estate company aimed at changing the way that we look at affordable housing, making design and customization available to all people with all budgets. If you're interested, check out more at ringconinvestmentproperties.com. Thank you for having me. My name is Melissa Marin. I am a creative producer, executor, goddess. I always like to include that. Um, I do a little of everything and I will get into that. I'll break it down. But overall, it's a creative umbrella and um, I'm working a lot within the music industry. All right, Melissa. So please tell the people who are listening where you started. Uh, I would say like about seven years ago. Um, it all started for me when I started hosting in Palm Beach. So I started, you know, bringing girls out to party and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I was going to college at the time. Um, I played soccer in in college at Northwood University. And, um, those hostings led up to me hosting in Miami. And, um, you know, I started growing a really big network through going out and meeting people and, you know, just being myself. And one night I was out and, um, there was a group of women that were very popular back in that time, seven years ago. And I was there with all my girls from Palm beach, bunch of, bunch of amazing women. You probably know like Natalie and Steph Cardenas and Mm -hmm. my girl Zena. And, you know, we all have like careers and like we were going out partying, but you know, I think that West Palm, um, I don't want to, I just want to say like, a lot of the people that I know that are from West Palm are just more like uh, open to being a certain way. And um, I guess because it's not like madness, the way people grow up in Miami, it's like a lot of people, a lot of diversity, a lot of things going on. And West Palm is a lot more calm. So I think that you kind of are able to nurture to your character a little bit uh, more. And so anyways, I say that because we were out and we were treated kind of indifferent by a group of women that were out. And, um, long story short, uh, they were, they were really big on Instagram when Instagram had just started and they had about a million followers. I always tell this story, um, cause it's literally what originated what I'm doing and what inspired it. Um, and so on the way home, I started looking them up and I was like, okay, they're beautiful. Okay. They have a lot of followers. Okay. They know celebrities. They know this. They're wearing Prada. They're wearing all this expensive stuff. Um, but their messaging is horrible for women, you know, and no judgments, right? Because to each, everybody can do whatever they want. And I never like to judge anybody. Um, your hustle is your hustle. But I felt like there was a need for um, a platform for women to be inspired and um, that still knew the celeb that we're still partying, that are still fly, that still know about fashion, um, but that provide a different message, right? And so through that, we started our own brand called Live Vivacious. And Live Vivacious meant, means um, to just live to your fullest potential, 
um, you know, always looking forward, never look back. And so through that, I started um, creating our own campaigns, producing my own photo shoots. Um, I started managing a, a, a model. Her name is Paola Urbano, who's doing really well. Um, she's She started her own business and she's now working with Pretty Little Thing and doing marketing and management for them, I believe, for their Miami store. And also uh, a Latin artist named Momo who's doing well as also, right? Um, but- Funny story, not to interrupt this, but Monique, so I used to do cheerleading and dance down in Broward when she first, 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 like when she, I don't know if you know Ingrid Morales. No. It used to be like her OG kind of like management company, but she used to dance there. Nice. And it was like, I mean, she was, she's younger than us. So, I mean, she was probably like, 15 yeah like 14 or like she was young and she was just starting and it's so it's just crazy because when you said that I was like man this world is so small it really is so then in the midst of all of that um I started doing events with uh yes jewels um I started working with a small label out of Palm Beach um they had me doing their casting for their videos um and then little by little you know people started seeing my work ethic um, and word of mouth was really what got me to a certain point. And so I started working with a lot of indie artists and helping them doing the casting for videos. And that's where I really started. And then um, I got picked up by Eve Rivera for one of his videos with Kent Jones. Um, one of the, the song that he, that everyone went crazy for, it was like international. Um, I always forget the name. I said, hola, como esta? She's like, konnichiwa. Oh, yeah. So that was, they brought me on board and I pretty much like helped them produce like just the little bits and pieces that they needed. So I found them the house that they filmed at. I casted the girls. And then day of, I was like managing the, the, the models and the talent that were on the set. And I walked away that day with a nice amount of money. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I like this. So, um, you know, you go through trials and tribulations and, um, yeah, I would say it all started like pretty much through hosting and through, you know, the nightlife. And I built a network. I was in and out of there. And through that one night and with the group of girls that kind of treat us indifferently and them inspiring me to start my own brand is what led me to where I'm at now. So you said a lot there, but I do want to go back, like, even more with, if you can elaborate on, on just what you were doing in Palm Beach, like how did you end up making those connections to then kind of fast forward a little bit and get you in the door that way? Like who, where did you start? Was that, were the, was, you know, was it intentional? It wasn't, it was not intentional. Like I told you, I was, uh, so I've played soccer on my life. So I do have a pretty nice, uh, you know, just, network through playing soccer, playing in Miami, playing everywhere, um, traveling. And then I was in college for marketing management, but I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, and, uh, around the same time, uh, that, you know, I was trying to figure myself out. My cousin passed away and she also inspired me to like, just let go and really understand my purpose. And so, it all started with like just hanging out and partying. Right. But I, I always knew that there was something more special for me to do, but I just didn't know how to. So I don't, I mean, 
things like I always say that God just brought me and guided me here to be in the industry um, and to be a light in the industry. And uh, I guess each moment has led to now. And so I can't really like pinpoint where it really started for me, but I can say that I was very inspired through losing my cousin. Um, she taught me that life is short and that I needed to really chase something and follow something that fed me and that, you know, I was passionate about because I was always passionate about soccer. But then when it came to my career, I didn't really know what I wanted to do or become or be like, I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a nurse. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. And it wasn't until, um, I was inspired by my cut losing my cousin. I was inspired by the group of girls that had a platform that were spreading a messaging that I felt, you know, not okay with, or not okay with the the fact that there weren't enough of the other type of messaging out there, like the positive messaging and, you know, just like a, a more enlightening messaging for women. And, um, so I would say that's what really sparked it and got me going, but going out, especially in Palm beach, um, I, I know a lot of people in Palm Beach and I, it's because of the friends that I've grown up with. I was, I owe it a lot to soccer too. Um, but yeah, that's where. And then on that first job, how do you kind of like walk listeners through, how do you find girls? How do you, how did you coordinate <laughs> all of these steps that you've never, you, you didn't do that before. So how did right. you coordinate that? Again, it started off with like, just like who I've always been. I've always been the type to be like, it's um, so-and-so's birthday. We're all going to dress in black and she's going to dress in white and um, meet me here. We're going to get a big bus. We're all going to chip in. Like I've always been the planner. I've always been that type of person since I was a little girl, you know? Um, and I, and those things have all enabled me to do what I'm doing now. And um when I started working with the label in Palm beach, it was all my girls I was bringing onto the sets. It was people that I knew people that were excited back then to make a hundred dollars, um, being in a video. And, you know, it was like, like everything was just kind of planted for me because those seeds have been planted from, from when I was younger, when I was in high school and, and just being who I was. So, um, I like when I restart received the opportunity to cast girls for the label in Palm beach, it was literally just me being like, okay, what kind of girls do you want? Okay. Uh, you know, what are the hours? When do you want the girls in here? Great. Hey, destiny. What's up? Got a photo shoot, got a video shoot. You want to make money? Like it's, it was literally like just using my network and what I, the resources that I had, I didn't really ever have to like reach out of, of who I was or the people that I knew to do, the, the jobs that I started doing at the very beginning. So then were you responsible for then paying these girls and these people? Did that kind of come in one? Mm-mm. So when I started casting, it was just making sure they were there, making sure that they knew the schedule, making sure that um, they knew what to wear. They knew all the information about the video and then that they had someone on their team handle payout. But now um, that I've gotten to where I am now, now I produce videos and I am in charge of getting everyone paid, receiving everyone's invoices, W-9s, um, you know, and, and making sure that I close out. So I create the budget and then I close out the budget. But and, back then it wasn't like that. <laughs> and then so explain to listeners what, like, what is branding? Okay. <laughs> So branding is, um, 
Pretty much the voice, the tone, the feel of whatever brand it is, whether you're a makeup brand, whether you're a podcast brand, whether you're an artist, whether you're whatever it is that you do and you're creating a brand um, specifically now in today's age that uh, Instagram exists, um, that YouTube exists. Um, You know, people are very like into content, into storytelling, into how it feels. You know, when you look at someone's feed online, like a lot of these curators are people that are getting paid money. It's because they're curating their page. They're, they're making sure that whatever they're putting out always has the same tone sounds and feels like what, you know, what you want your audience to receive. So, um, branding is very, is understanding that, like understanding what tone you want to have online, what, um, colors you want representing you. Um, the way your captions sound like, the way you're, you know, when you do a commercial, how, you know, what type of visuals you're using, what type of um, colors you're using. It, it just, it, branding is very uh, unique to each person or each individual or each company. Um, so the way that I personally am able to find that is by connecting with the artists that I work with or other brands that I work with. And so um, I make sure that, it aligns with who I am and my messaging because that's what makes it even easier for me to be able to be like, okay, this is what we should do. Or, um, Oh, I I felt this color. Or if you do want to get into branding, um, I personally would suggest that you align with whatever brands that you're working with. Um, but that's just how I maneuver. Some people are just geniuses and can do it for whatever company. And, um, but the way I do it, I, it's very personal for me um, when I work with an artist or when I work with a brand because I know that's what gets my creativity going and inspires me to create for somebody else. That's kind of how I feel about, I always get asked like, how did you find me or why did you decide on me? And it's it's kind of a hard question sometimes for me to answer because I feel like it's just a feeling. Right. And Obviously it's the messaging that they have right on their, on their social media typically is how I find someone unless it's like, Hey, I know this person, you should interview them, but it's something in your messaging that felt like I could connect to you and that you had a story to, to share with the people who I'm, who I'm targeting. So it was something that if that makes sense, I guess, like, no, no, it makes total sense. You know, it just, it's a feeling like I don't, it's not necessarily one thing or the other. And I've had, you know, people who are like those girls that you talked about seeing that were kind of like funny. I've had people like that, that I interviewed who have like tons of followers and they have great products or whatever, and they're successful and they're making six figures a month. Um, And then I've had people with like 30 followers that I just find, something about their message and you know it's it just right. connects with me so everybody needs to be heard and I'm happy that you aren't just going for the crazy huge going because you know sometimes the gems are um right in the beginning of someone's journey or you know people that have been um that are not really out in the limelight but that are still very smart and still very strategic with what they're doing so I love that you're Thank you. It's, it's kind of like um, that grassroots yes, you know, kind of yes. kind of thing of just 
we all got, I think, I just feel like women are so much more powerful when we come together and there's just, especially women of color. Oh yes. (laughs) We haven't even touched the surface. We haven't even touched the surface yet. Yeah. Like I just, Oh, it gets me all crazy, but uh so I feel like there's a shift though sorry I feel like no, there's no. a shift and I feel like there's a shift just like I, I think the pandemic was able to do that where pandemic like really forced all of us to peel the layers back and face ourselves and face current issues and things that um you know are important that when you're living the fast life you don't really stop and think of or you don't really care about you know so pandemic really allowed for people to feel for others Um, you know, and, and be still and be like, oh shit, I would hate for this, for me to be going through this, you know, how can I make a difference? How can I join hands? So, um, although it has been a very long road for, you know, certain things, um, I feel like there's a shift now and I feel like the pandemic, the pandemic, if that's the positive thing that we take out of it is what it did for us. Do you feel like it's really been that challenging for women of color in music or in, like branding in that kind of area. Yeah. I don't be themselves and be successful. Yeah. It's, I think that just women in general, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, um, you know, I myself as a woman in the industry, uh, have faced a lot of like trials and tribulations. And, um, but each, each time I faced it, I learned something. So I never allow it to like tarnish who I am in the industry. And I feel like, you know, seven years later, now I have a backbone and now I'm vetted enough. And now I have a portfolio that's strong enough for people to just respect the work that I've done. Right. And, but even right before the pandemic um, happened, you know, I got caught up in a situation where I didn't get paid. Um, And it's been a year now and I had to bring in lawyers um, which I never, I've never had a lawyer represent me because I've always just worked off good faith and people just always take care of me. I've never really, I've dealt with some issues here and there when it comes to pay or like situations like that. But, um, I've realized now that I need, I need lawyers to back me up in anything that I'm doing in contracts, um, for any, any client that I bring on board. You know, I, I, I do well with the like creative presentations on showing you what I can do for your brand and, helping you envision, um, why you're going to bring me on board. Right. And then, but the contracts is where I was struggling with, cause I didn't know how to do it. And I just am so caught up in like the creative process that, you know, the business side has, has been a little challenge for me. Um, and now that I'm hitting like a pivotal moment in my career, I'm making sure that I have lawyers representing me now and now I have contracts and now I'm doing things a smarter way and just double backing myself because um, people will walk over you, uh, and especially as a woman, because I hear so many stories that are happening to a lot of a lot of girls in the industry, women in the industry. And it's unfortunate. Um, and I really wanted to do a whole campaign on what happened to me because it happens to so many creatives. Um, and uh, I'm just happy that I was able to come to realization that I needed, I needed someone stronger than me. That's a man, unfortunately, (laughs) to back me in any contract that I take. And with any client, 
you know, that I take. And, and I don't like the, I'm very in person, informal when it comes to business because it's led me to where I'm at now. Right. I've been always very been, uh, all about passion and all about heart. And I want to connect to whoever I'm working with. Right. Cause that's what drives me. But now I'm at a point where, okay, I need to bring my business, put my business cap on and have other people re- represent me and handle that stuff for me because I'm a creative, I'm an artist too, r- really in all reality. So. And you know, what's fascinating too about what you said is I, I've heard many other women say the same thing, but I saw a quote that said like every new level requires a new version of you. Yes, And so you can't be the next level of Melissa, right? If you're still doing the same things as you were doing before, if you want to make six figures or get work with that successful brand. And I think that's something that again, why I wanted to highlight women in different areas of their business. I've had, you know, new business, scaling a business, wanting, you know, maybe thinking about it, figuring it out. But each of those levels requires you to be somebody different. Right. And it's so, it's just, it's so fascinating because we don't talk about this. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about the struggles because it's hard, especially as a woman, you're like, I got it. I'm good. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to get it done. But how do you move forward with that when you don't know what to do? You're like, right. well, they'll be good to me, right? They're going to take care of me. I'll, it'll be all right. Or if you bring it up, you know, you'll have some people, you'll bring it up and they'll be like, why is she such a bitch? Right. right. <laughs> it's like, how are you upset or feeling away when I'm coming to you to ask you to pay me for a job that I did, you know? So it's like... People, a lot of people, uh, expect you to, you know, the industry works off net 30 often, right? So you do a job and you get paid within 30 days. I'm okay with that because a lot of labels work like that. As long as within my 30 days I'm paid, I'm cool. But some people want you to like do black flips for them. (laughs) It's like, I don't, I don't want to say it incorrectly, but pretty much now, like, now I'm becoming more formal because the informal way has been taken advantage of too often. And um, now I want to deposit up front. Now I need you to sign my contract before I do any work because I can't operate off of good faith with, with people anymore because, you know, certain, certain companies and certain people running certain companies mess it up. And not that they mess it up because I think, like you said, I need, I need this level up for me to, really like expand and grow from where I'm at. So I'm okay with it. And I know, I know that everything happens for a reason and I'm, I'm a big stickler for like, let's just keep moving forward. But for some reason, when this happened to me, usually I would swipe it to the game and I would be like, cool, Mel, next one is not going to happen to you. But for some reason, and my God, I was like, no, I'm going to get paid. And today I'm supposed to be receiving half of my wire for that year later payment. So I'm speaking about it and I won't, you know, I don't need to say who it is, um, but I'm I'm being open about it because I really think it's important to speak up about these things because it's happening all the time. And a lot of the time with women. And that was my, when I reached out to the person, I sent a long message. And in the message, I was like, you know, it's unfortunate that this is happening and it's happening a lot in the industry with creatives. Right. Um, And, but it's very unfortunate that 
I'm hearing a lot of women go through it, you know, and I like, it's the truth. I didn't just say that to like throw a jab or like to have pe- that person feel bad for me, but I was just like, yo, it's really sad. And, and the person that I was telling, I was, you know, I held him so high at, you know, at some point I looked up to him and I was like, you're like, I'm just like second guessing who you are, because if you're not fighting for, for someone like me, who, you know, works hard, like, I don't just, I'm not just like, Hey, give me, um, a bunch of money and I'm just going to sit and twiddle my fingers. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, you know what? For the first three months, let's go a little lower on, on my rate. I want to show you what I could do because I know I'm going to double the money that you're bringing in for you, your label, your artist, whatever. Right. And even when you do that, it's like, it's just, it's unfortunate, but the, the brighter side to that is I now have representatives. I now have contracts and I'm now expanding to be able to bring on, um, uh, a team and have a team that handles my like tedious stuff, like my emails and, um, making my schedule out and all of that stuff. Cause from when I started till now, it's always been me and I've had like a hard time delegating and just releasing certain things. But that instance and like the whole pandemic has really taught me that, okay, Mel, it's okay. You've grown your baby. You've grown, you know who you are. And now it's time to bring on little yous, you know, and mentor them and help them take this to another level. Help us help me. (laughs) Secure the bag girl. Yes. Get the bag. Yes. And then don't talk to me if you don't have a bag first. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Don't ask me any questions yes. until I have the bag and the contract in the right. bag. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's funny, just to like sidetrack off of that, when all of that, like pandemic has been really good for, I know a lot of us and it was really hard for a lot of us too, but everything shut down for me. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I have friends that do Forex and he's crazy, insanely like wealthy. And he's always been like, no, you can't do Forex. And I never just like paid attention to it. But girl, once everything stopped for me on the entertainment side, I was like, and luckily my, my partner, he's, he works um, digital. So he works for Combs Enterprise. He works with Diddy's company. And he was, he just, he was killing it because everything went digital. And so he kept going and he was doing crazy good. So, you know, that, that brought relief to me because he was, you know, he supports me and he's, he, he loves me obviously. And he was like, yo, Mel, relax. This is a moment for you to, you know, launch your first collection for your brand and, um, figure out other ways how to, how to bring in money that you're not depending on, on, you know, everything being open. So I just started, um, working with a company that provides money cash advances. Um, they're called MJ Capital. And I know the owner of the company for years now. And um, I'm excited because I've been doing it for three months with them. And now I'm earning passive income with them. Every month I'm receiving a check that I didn't really have to work for. And, um, you know, about last week, I decided I wanted to learn how to HFX trade. So it's like a newer, quicker version of Forex trading. So smaller and shorter time intervals and mentorship and you know, it is a multi-market, uh, multi-level marketing company, um, similar to Monet and these other companies. Um, but it's training, trading, training you how to trade in the market. And, um, I'm like super excited about that too. So that's why I know that I'm in a point in my career where I'm just trying to make sure that my financials are good so that I can expand and sit back and watch 
everything that I've worked hard for do its thing. And you know, what's funny too about COVID, you were saying like the benefit and, and just like looking within, uh, I had, I got pregnant at that time, which was not on purpose, (laughs) not on purpose at all. It was not supposed to be that way for my, but I love my little baby. Uh, you know, it made me realize that I have neglected the creative part of myself for a long time because of the noise, you know what I mean? Of I got to do this. I got to, I got to work. Like I got a family. I got to take care of them. I need to just make sure. So that is half of it. And then the other half is kind of like what you were saying, like making sure I'm good is figuring out that level up. Is, yeah. What are, there's a reason that these people are where they are. And it's because they know how to delegate. Yep. <laughs> okay. They know how to look into other investment opportunities, passive income. Mm-hmm. Okay. Turo. Hey, shout out Turo. If you've never heard of Turo, yes. have you ever heard of Turo? I have a Turo right now. I just rented a car because we're looking to buy a car. Um, you know, first we wanted to move. We just recently moved to Aventura, but I literally just rented Turo from Turo today. Girl, I did it as a fluke in February and my car has been booked almost every day since. Wow. And what's crazy, and another side note, but this is, okay, these conversations are like. I love it. <laughs> they give me so much life. But the car, it, I, I really didn't know anything about Turo. And I'm like a dive in and see what happens kind of girl. I have a right. pretty high risk tolerance. I'm like, fuck <laughs> it. If I lose it, I lose it. You know, whatever. Right. Um, and it was rented within two days. And I drop off to every major airport. I just picked up from Miami, actually, literally yesterday. Wow. I just picked it up. But it was a weird moment because I've read about, you know, oh, make money while you sleep. Like, that's the real key. And that's when you really know. And I, I never saw that. You know, I don't yeah. know what that meant. Right. And then when I have been running, the, I'm like, Oh, this is what it is. Right. I just got to message some people. And yes, of course, there's risk. You know, anybody listening, if you're renting out your car, of course, you have risk, but no risk, no reward. Right. I mean, really? Right. (laughs) So, yes, Miami. And in case you didn't know, if you decided to do that, rental cars last year when COVID hit, the rental car companies sold off a lot of their cars. Wow. So there's a significant shortage of rental cars right now all over the U.S. Wow. So guess where they have to go? Turo. Turo. And (laughs) supply and demand is crazy. So, I mean, even the rental cars that are currently being rented, I mean, they're like astronomical. Like there was a car that was being rented for like $1,000 a day. Sheesh. (laughs) So all the Turo people, of course, base their prices off of what the market is and maybe a little lower so they can get booked. Right. But just saying, girl, you better get some calls. Oh man. You just, you just made my brain go. (laughs) Cars, zero money down. That's a whole nother thing. I I never knew the game. I was saying that the other day, cause you know, I live in Aventura and like prime time. And even sometimes when it's not prime time, it takes like 12, 14 minutes to get an Uber because I feel like there's just an overload of people moving into town. So I'm like, 
either there needs to be a third company like Uber and, and Lyft or something needs to happen because these even even when you pick like the XL, like the special one, it's taking like 14 minutes, 15 minutes. And it's like people canceling like it's just it's I've experienced a lot without having a car and I'm finally ready to have a car. But I haven't had a car since uh, 2018 when I got booked for the Jeezy project because he was like, you're going to be with me for two years. You're not going to be home. You're going to be traveling. I was like, all right, peace. I had an apartment um, in North Bay Village. The lease finished. I gave it up, gave up my car. And I was like, I'm out. And I left. <laughs> well, that's a good segue. So, all right, West Palm, right? We go from West Palm. You get this video shoot. Now, after that was Live Vivacious or before that? And it was like all together. Kind of it was all happening. Time. And this yeah. was what year? 2013. 2013. Okay. So at what point and maybe in a nutshell, or if there's any juicy fun things in between until that Jeezy project, right? Uh, it was a lot of, I'll tell you, perfect. Cause I did a lot of free work. I did a lot of the, uh, bartering. I did a lot of the experimenting. I did a lot of the, um, just like growing pain stuff that you do um, as you're trying to get to uh, a sturdy place. How'd you live during that time though? <laughs> well, luckily you, you pay for like, so before, I, before I moved to Miami, um, I lived with my mom and that was always great because I never, you know, I didn't, I, I chipped in with certain things and helped with certain things, but I never really had to pay much. So luckily she gave me that support and she believed in what I wanted to do after about a year or two. Cause she didn't believe it at first. And she was like, you gotta get a real job and you gotta do this. And I'm like, I, but you're the only person I need to support me right now. Like I need you, but you know how like Spanish parents are very much like, you gotta be married by 25. You gotta have kids at this age. You gotta marry a doctor. You gotta be a doctor. You got, you know, they place all these conditions over you and like boundaries that you don't even want created for yourself. So I, I think I'm, I'm like, I consider myself the black sheep of my family. And, um, you know, so. Just what happened? Like, how did you survive? How are you kind oh, of surviving? Right. Like I during mean, that time, you said was, you lived with your mom. Yeah. But- I lived with my mom. I was getting paid to host here and there. Like I would get paid $500, $600, sometimes $800 to host, um, in Miami. I, you know, I, I was getting little things here and there, but then I was like, okay, I need a real job. Um, and I worked at Lamborghini, Miami. And my friend, David Rich, who I went to college with, brought me on board. He was like, yo, I think you would kill this position. Um, and I was like, cool. But even when I, when I got the position, um, I spoke to the owner, Brett David, who was, who was young, like all of us, um, and very successful. And I was like, listen, these are my dreams. Um, and I'm starting, I've been in motion towards them, but I want to work here because I need the money. I need the structure right now, but I only want to give you one year. And I was like, if you're okay with that, let's do it. You know, but I don't want to like come to you a year later and tell you I'm out. I want to tell you from a very beginning that this is just like a year type of thing for me to be able to transition and do really do what I want. So um, when I got the position, I moved to Miami and while I was working with Lamborghini and making money, you know, through salary from Lamborghini, I was uh, his executive uh, assistant as well as, marketing and events manager. And so that enabled me to receive the money, have my own place, pay for my car, you know, do, do whatever I needed to do 
as well as be in Miami. I, you know, that's when I was working with Momo closely. That's when I was, you know, doing my brand. That's when I was meeting a lot of people in the industry and kind of just proving what I could do. Um, it was, it was a lot of the legwork around that time, but Lamborghini afforded me the, the freedom to be able to do those things without being like, okay, I'm stuck. I'm, I need the money. So, um, before I moved to Miami, my mom was supporting me and supportive to let me live in the house and not have to pay anything. Um, and I had my car because I, I got a full ride to play soccer in college. So my car was paid off from back in the day. So I didn't have many much overhead um, back then. And so I was able to do it. And then um, when I got the Lamborghini, Lamborghini job, that really afforded me to do everything else while I was working. So I and was that like, was what year? That was... So you go two, from 2013? 2015. That was 2015. So two years of kind of just figuring it out. Yeah. Trial and error along the way. Yeah. And then I left Lamborghini and I went full throttle with Momo. And, um, you know, that was a, a lot of learning and a lot of like, okay, maybe I'm not strong enough for this. A lot of second guessing, a lot of doubting, like, oh, this hurts. Like, oh man, like things get shaky. And then you- and what were you, start- you doing with her? I was, I, I was just- she had a manage, management label and um, I was pretty much doing day to day with her, but I was still learning too. So I was like figuring out ways to like better her content, you know, get photographers working with her and, um, you know, sharing both of our resources and um, mentoring her. And, you know, I was, we were really just growing together. And so um, a lot of the things that we were doing, we were kind of just doing them. And, um, but again, it was, it was great for the both of us because we were able to learn from our experiences. Um, and then, you know, I, I found myself where at a, at a place where I was giving too much of myself and not really setting my own boundaries and, um, taking the time to be like, okay, no, you have to pay rent on the first, you have to do this, this, you got to have a few moments where you like really strategize and structure your life and take the time to, Go to the gym for yourself. Take the time to meditate. Take the time to love on yourself because now I'm just like giving, 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 giving because I want to get somewhere and I forgot about me. So that like kind of led me into like a collapse moment where my whole world fell from underneath me. Um, and I would say that was year 2017. Um, and, uh, I was a little like discouraged. But by then I had already created a lot of uh, really great relationships within the industry by moving with, with what I was doing with her and with my brand. Um, And so I have a good friend named Lunch Money Lewis, who's a big time, uh, very successful songwriter in the industry. And he has his own label now, Lunchbox Records. And we met just off like, I call it divinity and it was just really random how we met. We weren't even supposed to meet. I had no idea who he was. Um, again, I've, I've, I believe I've been led into the industry. I've never really been like, I want to work for Kim Kardashian. I want to work for Diddy. Like I've never strived for those things. I feel like I've always just kind of been like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is who I'm supposed to be working with. And so when I'm at lunch, and he brought me in like family right away. Well, both of us kind of felt like a deeper connection and we knew we were supposed to be in each other's lives from that moment on. Um, he became a big 
a mentor for me. And I never had someone that was ahead of me in the industry that was willing to not treat me a certain way, to just be open with me, treat me like his little sister. Um, and so, uh, when I went through that collapse moment, he was, he was a major reason why I kept going because he was like, no, 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 Mel. He's like, these things happen for you to understand this and for you to get hit. He's like, do not give up. He's like, I promise you, like, this is just the beginning. He's like, I know you're strong. You know, he would just mentor me through the moment that I was going through. And when that happened to me, I shut down for three months, four months, four months. Yep. I shut down for four months. I, I, right before the shutdown, I was a part of electric carnival, which was, um, uh, it's not the electric Daisy carnival. It no, was no, a, I've heard it's, I've, I've heard of it. It was like a, a reggae, like Caribbean mixed with EDM house type of mix. Right. And it was a really big festival. And I was a part of the, there was like two teams an A team and a B team. And the A team was like the lead team. And I was a part of the A team, which was an amazing experience. Um, and, uh, so it was a lot of work at that time, but I, I finished and completed that task. And as soon as I, the day after I was like, I'm saying no for three months or four months, like I have to find me now because I gave so much of me that I have no idea who I am because all of these things are happening to me. But it was a very pivotal moment for me. That was when I was like, okay, I need to be smarter now. I need to be less formal. I mean, more formal with what I'm doing. Um, and it was again, a very pivotal moment for me in my career. And as soon as I came back in September, I got contacted by Priscilla Renea, who is the major songwriter as well in the industry. And she saw me doing work with Momo and a few other people. And she was like, I would love to do a shoot with you. I love your energy. I love this is about you, blah, blah, blah. And then from there on out, just little by little, I started working more and more with bigger artists and, um, still worked with some indie artists, but I learned that I couldn't put all of my eggs in one basket and I had to really spread myself and understand, okay, who, what type of artist do I want to work with? I need to understand the artists a lot, like way into depth before I say and commit to an artist and say, I'm going to manage an artist. Um, and so that really helped me understand that, all right, I can produce for you. I can create a direct for you and I can do it one off with you. So you have a project that's coming out, hire me for your video or for your cover art. And I'll be able to do that with love and create all the creativity in the world. And you'll be able to pay me what I deserve. Um, and now I'm a client as he, and we're all making stuff come together. And I set my boundaries where before I was like, I could do this and this and this and, this and that. And I'll do this and I'll, and, and I wasn't able to because I'm just one person. And, you know, so. Now, did you ever have any issues where you committed and then you weren't able to produce? Uh, yeah. Uh, and you don't yeah. have to give specifics. You, no, like, you don't have to I, tell it, yeah. like, but just the story of maybe what happened. Um, or what you learned, really. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You know, I, I always show up. <laughs> like, I always figure it out. And, and I work, I, before the Jeezy project, which is leading up to what we were segueing off to. Before his project, I made a lot happen with very minimal, just based off relationships and people wanting to work with me, right? So I can't uh, really think of a time that that I can remember that, you know, I didn't show up or like I wasn't able to, but I can say that there's been moments where I've taken too much uh, on my plate 
versus being like, yo, I can't do this. And it wasn't as success- successful. It, it still came together, but it wasn't as successful as it would have been had I understood that I can't do all of that. So um, all of those moments led me to um, working with Jeezy. And I met Jeezy years ago when I was doing the hosting. Um, and But then him and Momo started dating. And when I was managing Momo, him and I connected a lot. And I had like a vision of a commercial idea um, that came to me when I was around them. And uh, I presented it to him, presented it to him. And he was like, yo, I want to see this on a, like send me a presentation. And so um, one of my friends, Andre, who's, you know, doing really well and directing now big time videos and commercials. Now um, he made the treatment for me and I sent it into Jeezy and he was like, yo, I love this. Let's do this. And then Something happened where they didn't, they broke up and, and well, they stopped dating. And um, like months later, maybe like five or six months later, or like even the next year, he contacted me and he's like, yo, Mel, I saw what you did with Mo. I like, I would be honored to have you on my team. Are you ready? And my response to him was are, like, are you ready? Are you ready to, to basically bring me under your wing and really, you know, bring me on board, but also cater to my dreams and cater to who I want to become in the industry. And that was very important to me before taking that project. So those are all the little things that have led me that led me into working a big project like that one. And that was one of like, I would say again, another pivotal moment for me in my career to where um, I was able to see what it was like to work with someone who's already like very like sought after people really respected what he's done in the industry, you know, even though I came in later on and not when he was like, like I came in for TM 104, TM 101 was when he was out here, like killing it, you know, but I was young. I was, I was still like in high school when Jeezy was popping yeah. and like really killing the game, but he's a legend, you know, and he was with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see what, I could do um, with someone who has budget behind them, with someone who has more entry into certain spaces, you know, relationships. And uh, it was really, it was a really dope experience. And when I got there, I was just like, wow, you know, had I given up when I felt like the world collapsed underneath me, I would have never gotten to be in certain rooms. You know, I was in rooms with Jeezy and Big Sean. I was in rooms with, um, with Snoop Dogg. I was in rooms with Hitmaker. Like I was, I was like, it was amazing, uh, an amazing experience. And it was awesome to represent uh, a legend and also people seeing the work that I did for him and that seeing what having me on his team um, did for his image and did for his rollout and his branding and the stuff that he was putting out while I was on board. So it was definitely, definitely a moment for me. What was it? Do you think it was hard to say? Because you you said that you had to make sure that he also was aware. Like I have my dreams and goals too. Was that a hard boundary to set for somebody that's so you know sought after? Yeah, um, it 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 definitely was scary to say it, but I feel like what was cool about him and I was that we were already like hip to each other um through just hanging out and traveling with him and 
going out with him. And whenever he came to Miami, like, you know, I would bring girls. And um, w- one thing that I loved about him is that he was older. So he wasn't on any, like, he was very respectful with the way he moved and stuff. Um, but it was kind of scary to just step up and be like, hey, this is what I know that you want me on board for you. But I would love if you cater to my dreams as well and and allow me to have a voice. Um, and I and I gave the example of a female director. Her name is uh, Karina Evans and uh, director X, who was like one of the major directors in, you know, when, when music was amazing. Um, and in the nineties, he was, he was directing a lot of awesome hip hop videos and he brought her under her wing and she's done amazing things because he's been able to do that and open those doors for her. And a lot of the time, um, you know, you're, you're standing next to someone and, you know, it's just like, Basically, the, what I want to say is that more people that are in position need to be aware that people that should be in position can get there with the work, obviously, because eventually your work starts speaking for itself. But you opening that door for that person and being like, hey, guys, and, and just like just simple as, as being at a dinner and being like, hey, guys, this is Mel. She's handling all my branding, my marketing. She's killing it right now. And he did that for me throughout the project, you know, and everything wasn't perfect and and roses and all that because there's obviously things that you always have to challenges that always arise when you're working with anybody but um I, I think that he did respect the fact that I came to him with my dreams as well and he did a, a nice job at it and that was 2018 yep that was 2018 um and it lasted two years no 2019 yeah right before the pandemic like the year before that and where do your dreams start playing out? <laughs> so in the beginning of that, I met my boyfriend, um, Carlos. And like I told you, he works with Combs Enterprise and um, Diddy and, and Jeezy are friends. And so we were at an event and we met. And um, Carlos has been a very big uh, push. And he's one of those people that will you know, represent who I am when I'm not even there. And he's definitely been a huge part of uh, where things are leading for me now as well. And and vice versa, we've been able to do that for each other. Um, And so while I was working the project, um, I was, you know, I was facing some stuff within the project and he was like, you know, I came, I came home a little flustered one day and he was like, babe, he's like, he's like, how many times have you come up with something dope? Or like, how many times have you reinvented what you do? And how many times, you know, like, I think that right now you should start something that's yours because Live Vivacious, um, it like when I started making the money in production and like as a team, we didn't know how to come together and, and like really delegate. And it just, it was a learning process, the Live Vivacious company. So that I haven't done for years, right? And then here comes Los and he's like, you need something that's going to inspire you. And that's yours that nobody has anything to do with. And that you can put your creativity, creativity towards your messaging, your, what you want to get out. Cause uh, a lot of times as, as creatives, you, you do so much thinking, you do so much creating, but you don't often put it out, you know? And so I started my brand at Esdiosa, 
um, and it means you're a goddess. And um, again, it, it was my dream to do that with Live Vivacious. And so I started something new and kind of reinvented the, the approach and what I wanted to do with it. Um, and so right before the GZ project ended was when I started I, I, the ideation of the, of the brand and the company. And um, that really enabled me to, you know, focus on something that I love to do and figure out how it was going to evolve for me and how I would be able to now, okay, now you're coming to work with me and my brands and you're going to be able to see how I paint your picture. And, you know, I just, I just had to figure out how to own something again and have something that's my baby. And that's mine to where when I'm not working these jobs, I can focus on that, but through, you know, working with a bunch of artists and meeting female artists, um, I've been working with an artist. Her name is Grisel Del Valle and her name, um, Grisel Del Valle, her name is Grisel Del Valle. She goes as La Chachi and she's a triple threat. And I've been working with her for about two or three years now as well. Um, and she hires me for her videos for pretty much I've been branding her without officially being her manager or, you know, tying myself to her or each other, tying ourselves to each other. But, um, through the pandemic, we realized that we needed to do it. And so I'm officially managing her and I'm officially managing an artist named Sophia. Um, and she's going to be going by Soso. She's from West Palm beach. So I guess, um, while I was leaving the Jeezy project, I already knew coming back with something with those accolades that, you know, I was pretty much going to be uh, granted more opportunities and people have me on their radar. And so I wasn't really worried about how I was going to make the money. Um, I was just more so focused on what's really feeding me, what's really making me happy. Um, now I know that Again, if I'm going to work closely with an artist, I have to really like you before I say, yes, I'm going to do two years with you or yes, I'm going to do a year with you, you know? So, um, yeah, on the, on the way out of that project, I just, I was really focused on again, on like, how do I reinvent what I'm doing and how do I make myself happier? Because that's always the key and the goal for me, because if I'm not happy, I'm not able to create and I'm not able to provide to anybody that I'm working with. So um, that was a very, very important time for me. And I'm just grateful that I have Carlos uh, in my corner, um, just pushing me and who knows who I am, you know, deeper than sometimes your partner knows you a little bit more than you know yourself. And so having him there was, was really awesome. And having his support was, was what really helped me transition out of the project and, and just be okay with, okay, I'm done with this project. Now, now what's the next step? That's really beautiful because your whole face like lights up when you're talking <gasps> I about get, him. I get emotional. <laughs> when you're talking about him, um, which is really sweet. But how, so how then, you know, does the business side of that work then, right? Like, okay, maybe you have an artist that's interested in working with you. What happens then for the business side? So um, it has to become formal formalized. And so she has uh, a lawyer representing her whom drafted our agreement and our contract. Um, and so we are on a two-year contract 
and I am um, brand manager and um, I get 15% of her earnings and anything that I bring on and her merch and her streams. Um, she pays me 15%. And then, um, you know, we work out every, every situation and every contract and every deal is different between managers, business managers. Um, I consider myself a brand manager, um, but I do know how to do the day-to-day stuff. And so, because I'm going to be making money, I, what I do is I overcompensate always in, in what I'm doing and the tasks that I'm doing. I don't just sit back and I'm like, I'm just your brand manager, you know? So I take on more, but, um, I have a lawyer representing me on my end. His name is Josh, whom Los introduced me to, and he's representing me on that deal. So, you know, they get together. They, you know, they, she sent me the, the agreement. My lawyer looks over it. He's like, Mel, this is, this is what she's doing. I don't think you should do this, do this. Um, let's add a clause to it because, you know, if you're branding, if you're developing her and then she gets picked up by a label and you don't get picked up, the work that you've put in, you get to, you know, enjoy when she's getting bigger and bigger. If I don't continue working as her, if I don't continue as her manager. So the clause allows for me to, um, pretty much still earn what I deserve. So, um, that was really cool because she's very much like me. She's a Leo too. And, um, that's why I did, I made the decision to work with her because I know um, that we're going to do great things because she trusts me and I trust her. And, um, we have a bond now after working together for three years to where I'm like, I feel comfortable in saying I'm her manager. And I know she feels comfortable in saying Mel's my manager and we're going to rock. So, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much how it goes. I can't really like get into exacts because everything is like different when it comes to artists and management and how people make their deals, but usually managers get anywhere from 10 to 20%. That's like the fair range. Um, but I'm very aware, aware that when there's growth, more people need to be brought on board in order for it to like really have like a forward effect and like a growing effect. So if at some point she, someone wants to come in, come on board and be her day-to-day manager or her business manager, I know that I will lower my rate at a certain point, like my percentage so that we can really create like a machine. So what would you tell someone who's listening that might be interested in pursuing a similar path? Um, so definitely formalize what you're doing. And I, I learned it. I did everything the other way around. And so there's no, no right or way, no right or wrong way to do what you dream of doing. Right. But I think that now everything's at our fingertips. Technology is like beyond its time. And so, um, definitely take the time to do research and, um, formalize what you're doing so that you can structure what you're doing quicker than I did. (laughs) But I'm, I don't regret how I did it because, uh, it's all been very authentic to who I am. And, um, I've basically like scraped my knee and just kept it going and, and learned this way. So there is no right or wrong way, but I do suggest for someone to, um, do the research and formalize what you're doing. And there's people out there, like there's a, there's a guy who's still in school 
to finish law school and he does like, um, helps you go over contracts and he, he doesn't represent you and like, cause he can't. Right. But he'll help you in what he's learning. He'll like kind of give you advice and tips and stuff. So there's definitely people out there that can help you if you don't have the money to get a lawyer, um, immediately or, you know, get a contract, but there's things like legal zoom out there, you know, to help you. And, um, yeah, I would, I would say that. And also if you're really understand your purpose and why you want to be in the industry. And I think that, um, that's important to me because of how I create. So somebody else, it could be totally different, but if you're like me to where you have to really feel things out in order to, to project and to execute, then make sure that the people around you and the people that you're working with sound, feel, move the way you do, because that's just going to help things really come together for you. Um, and don't chase for the bigger Instagram following or the artists that, um, you know, are trending or influencers, all that focus at, on what's in your reach and what feels like you, because that's when you're going to really be able to maneuver, um, within whatever you're trying to do and feel comfortable and comfortability for me as a creative is so important because I prefer, I'd rather work with an indie artist all day in knowing that the artist respects what I'm here to do, respects my position, values me, honors me, um, and carries me leveled to who they are versus working with someone who's just way above their own heads or rude or, you know, like, just doesn't make the environment a clean environment, a healthy environment. And um, I personally strive in healthy, clean, organic, happy environments. So those are my little tips. I think everybody would be lying if they said that they didn't work in better in like a cohesive environment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah that vibe I don't know and I feel like you know call it intuition you can call it like your your experience or whatever it is but there's something and it's why I realized I had to be in 2021 and like do this because my audio doesn't necessarily match who I am as a person I feel like with the visual and I it's still a work in progress but I feel like COVID made me realize like how much I actually like to connect to people, mm. how much I like to talk, how much I really thoroughly enjoy hearing their stories and just listening. Yes. You're a good listener. You know, <laughs> like to just let people like, it's so amazing. It's just so amazing. And yes. I'm very, very, very grateful that you took time out of your day. Even if you were running behind, you could have just been like, sorry, I can't do it. Yes. You know, to, to thank you for understanding. Here. Oh my God. But tell people where they can find you. That's the okay. most important thing. I'll include it in the show notes too, but okay. tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Melly.Andrea. So it's M E L I dot A N N D R E A. Um, and in my bio, you'll see 
my brand, it is Diosa, but I'll tell you that too. It's at E-R-E-S dot D-I-O-S-A. And also um, Mel Vision, which is where I put all of my creative work, everything that I've produced and been a part of, or I try to, and that's at Mel Vision, M-E-L-V-I-S-I-O-N. And then before we before we wrap it up, who's been your favorite artist to work with? Oh no, don't do that to me. <laughs> maybe uh, it just could be creatively. It doesn't have to be because of who they are as a person, but maybe just creatively what you've been able to do. That was your uh, favorite project. I I've got, I have to say one of my favorite people is definitely Chachi. Del Valle, the artist that I'm managing because she's literally me <laughs> like we're literally each other and we and we know that um and she allows me to just do it she's like she'll she's tell me she'll call me and she'll be like sometimes I'm putting on my clothes and she'll be like what would Melly do or like she'll be like really you really want me to wear this but she, then she's like shut up just listen to Mel like like I'm good she's like I trust you so much um and so I really love that about her again because she it's just like from beginning to execution, it's like a smooth process. And even if sometimes we don't agree, it's like, we understand how to tell each other, "Mm, no, this is not working out. So I would definitely say Chachi. Um, And then just recently I started working with Victoria Lamala, who signed to rock nation. She's a Latin artist as well. And um, she just hired me to creative direct and produce her EP cover, which is coming soon. Um, So you'll see that. And she was, she's amazing. She's like so sweet, so open, so nice, so vulnerable, so beautiful, so talented. And she trusts me. And she's like, literally, I don't trust anybody, Mel, but I trust you. So it's like, it's like, so it runs so smoothly. I'm going to give you a little preview really fast, just because you're here. Please. Oh, my god yeah and so with that you design that whole idea right yep yep so like it starts with clothing with the presence, i mean everything the background the jewelry like the hair all of it. it like everything like the direction of it and like what inspired that just her as a person and what she's trying to do right so her she's called victoria la mala which mala means bad but she's not bad she's like really sweet but her her like artistry and like her music is like, she always talks about being a bad bitch, but in Spanish, you know, chingona. And so she was like, this is my EP cover and it's called Soy Mala. And I was like, I want to be able to bring out your softness, but show your strength. And so this is, this is like a, a deck. So this is, you see the mint color, the mm-hmm. black, the, the black rose. Um, and then here, like I break it down where like I show that I'm going to put roses all over that this is the texture of the backdrop. It's like velvet. Um, and this is the photographer that I brought on board, um, outfit inspo. So she has a in-house designer who like makes all of her stuff custom. Her name is Cindy. She's very incredible, very talented. So with all of that, she like picked, you know, pieces from each one and, um, she created her, her outfit. Then makeup inspiration, you know, different ones and then hair inspiration and then like posing, um, inspo. And then, you know, just like this really allows for people who are on board of the production to get excited, to start envisioning it. 
And then when you get on set, it's like everything runs so smooth and you get, you get what you basically projected because you put it together. I'll show you the cover art just because you special. Uh, I love it. Yes. If you're listening to this on audio, you're going to have to look at the YouTube because (laughs) that's the only way you're going to get the goods. It's not, you're not going to be able to see it on the, on just, you know, Apple podcast. How amazing. (laughs) So yeah. So she, she's like, you're like, she's like for now on, you're my creative director. So I'm going to Mexico city, um, May 11th to produce and create a direct a video for her with another huge artist. This was another one that I did for her. That chair though. Yeah. So we're about to put out some heat. Um, but yeah, but I like when people ask me, who's your favorite, who do you want to work with next? I always just say, I want to work with someone that feels that loves the way I do, that has the same heart as I do, that has the same drive as I do. Um, because th- that's all I want to attract. So I'm, I can't be like, Oh, I, I dream of working with this person because what if that person is shitty and I don't yeah. feel right with them? I'm not going to be able to really do what I do best. So yeah. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thanks for listening to the Warrior Her podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another fun episode. Go like, subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time, Warriors, remember, girls really do run the world. Girls really do run the world.